Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of Get This Girl a Job, where we interview recent college graduates and the coolest women we know about how they made their moves into the real world and landed their very first jobs. I'm Rosanna, your host for this week. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to the amazing Savannah Smith. Savannah graduated from UChicago in 2017 and decided that instead of going to grad school, she would follow her dream of opening a bakery. Savannah has lots of advice to share about deciding to be an entrepreneur, launching a business right from college, and creating work-life balance when your job is your dream. Savannah Smith. Um, I currently um, run my own baking company and blog, um, both under the same name, which is Seven Bakers Lane. Um, I graduated from the University of Chicago in June of 2017. um, And I then came home and after a period of soul searching, um, decided to start my own baking company. That's so exciting. Um, Let's start from the beginning. When you were a kid, did you always know you were going to start a baking company? Um, definitely not. Um, I never thought I was going to be doing this. Uh, I have always loved baking um, since I was a little kid. And um, I actually, my fourth birthday party was a baking party and began the love. And I spent my whole life baking as like a fun hobby, but it was never what I thought I wanted to do professionally at all. Um, in the third grade, I wanted to be the president of the United States. And I then went through a whole series of other different jobs um, that I wanted to be. Pretty much like every year I would switch and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And in college, I majored in things that had nothing to do with what an actual career interest was, except for grad school, which is what I actually, what I, which was what I thought I wanted to do for a, quite a long time was go into academia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that is totally not anything to do with baking. Um, for several years, like six years now, before I started my baking company, I always say like, oh, I want to go do this, but I see. But if that doesn't work out, that or more even than that, like, oh, I want to go do X, Y, Z. And if I ever make it big with that, I have this pipe dream of opening this bakery slash bookstore. Um, the idea of having a place where I love books and reading um, as, and, um, and I loved baked goods and I always, and it's, and I have like had this, had this vision for a place that was like, kind of like a bar, not like a bar and noble with a Starbucks in it, but where with like desserts were far more integrated to the books. So like it would be sort of like dessert themed, or like booked the literary themed food. And um, I had like a really specific mental image of like walls um, lined with books. And it would be like a smaller kind of place with a really curated selection. And it would be a sort of really nice place where you could like up and start reading it as you enjoy like a cupcake. And then there would be a really good place for like author events where they would do readings. And so I had this idea, but I was sort of like, make any money from this and like I just have to be like independently wealthy from something else and then I could like go pour my money into opening this kind of place because it was something I always felt passionate about and people had for years after like me me baking as a hobby been like oh like why don't you go into this and I was always sort of like no I can't like I don't I don't want to or I don't know um 
And um, I, so there was, it was always just sort of this like side dream. Um, And then eventually it became the main dream. So that was pretty cool. Definitely. Um, Okay. So then um, outside of school, how did you spend your time? Um, So um, I was involved in a few different extracurricular activities. Um, I, in high school, actually started this litter in line with like the English and literature stuff. Um, Literary magazine with my best friend called the HM Reader, which was like a book review publication for um book for stuff which I think actually actually I didn't think much about but was but someone recently pointed out to me that like perhaps that was like the precursor to blogging and I was to write like book reviews um and so I also um volunteered in my local library in high school um which I think influence like will like help like reinforce interest in reading and learning and everything um but in college actually of the work I did in the library that I and I would reach the kids in it and I um as like one of my like volunteer duties I was like help out with the children's programs and I was like reorganizing like the young adult section and so um actually when I went to college and I would decided I would go through sorority recruitment um I picked Pi Phi which was a soror- the sorority I joined um mm-hmm. Because of the because of the philanthropy is literacy, which really meant something to me, as opposed to the other organizations, which had very very valiant causes as well. But like literacy was something that I was passionate about, and I felt like you know if I'm going to spend my time doing volunteer work, I really wanted it to mean something to me personally. Um, not that volunteer work that doesn't mean something to someone isn't worthwhile, but. <laughs> you know, it was like if I'm going to spend four years doing this, like I want it to mean something to me and. Yeah, that, that's why I picked Pi Phi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so I became pretty involved. So I was, I was in, I joined Pi Phi in the, like the first two weeks of college, um, um, and it was a really great way to again volunteer and um, raise money for charity and literacy, and also just meet a really great group of girls and have like a really nice social, like a really nice network of people to like spend my four years with. And, um, it was just a really great positive experience. Um, and it was a really great way to like try out different leadership roles because I was the new member coordinator Mm -hmm. for, um, a year. And that was really nice to get to work with new members and sort of, um, and meet people and sort of be like a mentor to them. And that was really nice because I like also, never I always was like a kid who well I have a much older brother but I was raised an only child um essentially and so I really really wanted a sibling particularly a sister and then I like got to go to college and like get like a hundred and something of them which was yeah. like awesome and I like love the idea of like mentors and the mentees and the big sisters and the little sisters and like everyone helping each other out and just having a really strong community of people um, and then in other extracurricular things, as I did theater, I did like production management. So like organizational things, not like on the stage kinds of things um, for two years. Um, and then I switched over to doing Fire Escape Films, which was a film organization on campus um, because I got, I like ended up joining theater kind of randomly and accidentally. Um, but I was much more passionate about film than I was about theater. And I finally corrected myself, I suppose. Um, and through that, it was really great. I got to work on a bunch of student films and I really liked, um, 
like taking written stories and bringing them to life. And I also got to direct and create my own documentary, which was super cool. Um, and I think that those were all really interesting, good experiences that were like outside of the classroom. So fourth year rolls around and you think you're going to grad school. Um, so one, what was it like planning to go to grad school? And two, um, when you realized you weren't going to grad school, uh, what now? <laughs> yeah. So I went into fourth year, totally determined to go to grad school. Um, I, for classics, because you need to have a, I knew, I thought, I really thought I wanted to go into grad school for classics. Um, and for that, you sort of need to have um, a certain amount of knowledge of Greek and Latin and a certain proficiency in them, which languages aren't really my strong suit which is like kind of funny given everything else, but anyways. Um, and so I really felt like I needed an extra year of like practice and there's certain programs, these like certain post-bac programs um, that several schools um, have sort of take an extra year or two of Greek and Latin to like sort of like buff you up to go get into PhD programs. Um, and so I was like determined to get into one of these. So I like spent the whole year, um, working my ass off to get into like these post-grad programs and I was like working like crazy on my thesis because I knew that that was what was going to end up being like my writing sample when I applied to PhD programs the following year in my mind and so totally like one track mind grad school grad school grad school um and like did nothing but think about like my thesis and I was like totally like very deep in and then the spring rolled around and I in my paper and I sort of think I finally hit a point where I just got tired I will I was part-time in the spring um because I'd had a really tough winter um and I wanted to make it a little easier on myself and I could because I was pretty but I only needed two more um two more classes to finish my English major and I um that I like finally was starting to feel some free time and didn't have to spend all my time in the library and I like turned in my paper and I sort of was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, and then at this point my dad had passed away. And so he wasn't there to sort of, whenever I'd sort of in the past been like, Oh my God, am I crazy to go to grad school? He would be like, no, like you should totally go blah, 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 blah. And like, not in like a pushy way, but certain ways. And he would have like said the thing that would have me that that was the right path but without him here to say that um tipping in the other direction and sort of was like well what if I don't want to go to grad school one of my first thoughts was why do I want to spend the rest of my life doing something I'm bad at which was languages mm -hmm. it was very good at research and really good at writing and like all that stuff but I was like not great at like the languages which is like very core to a classics degree Mm -hmm. uh, uh, or like a classics grad school program. And I wanted to go into academia. The other problem was I didn't really like teaching. Like I loved research, which I still do. Um, of the idea of having to teach and like academia is like, I didn't love the idea that like, if I like, you know, I go through all these years of getting, like, Oh, it's time to become a professor. And then I land in like the middle of nowhere and like some part of the country. I didn't want to live in away from everyone else. I knew for like classics. And I was sort of like, I love classics, but I don't know if I want to do that with my life. And I like, don't think I'm good enough at this to do it for my life. And I was sort of had this moment where I realized that I felt like I was going to grad school 
because it was the safe choice and not because it was the maybe perhaps the right choice. And I mean, I think that if I'd gone to grad school, I don't know if it would have been the wrong, I don't think it would have been the wrong choice. I think it would have been a different choice, but I think I wanted to go to grad school because at that point I'd gone to like 13 years of prep school and four years of year Chicago and felt like I had horse for like academics and finally felt like I was really good at it. And it was sort of all I knew. And I felt like then if this was all I knew, I would, it was like, I was what I was good at, but I then had this moment in the spring where I was like, well, maybe it's not the only thing you're good at just because like, that's the only thing you've spent your life really doing. Um, and so I decided language skills. I like knew that if I like decided I wasn't going to go into classics now, I was like never going to go into classics. And like, if I did decide to go to grad school and like down the line and like get a PhD would have to be in something different, like maybe English or comparative literature or something like that. Um, all these post-bac programs and doing all of this work, I decided to say no to all of it um, and decided one month before graduation that I didn't want to go into grad school. So you decided you were going to start a baking blog, but how did you transition from the idea of a baking blog? Like anyone can publish a blog, WordPress exists, right? Um, yeah. To making that a business. Yeah, so that that's a really good question. So it actually began, um, there are two parts to this story, I would say. One part was doing, uh, when I decided I was going to be doing this blog. I like knew that I would have to be baking a ton. I wanted as much as I love desserts, like, like I like desserts are like my favorite thing on this planet, which as they should be. Um, uh, uh, I also felt like I like knew I was going to be baking a lot more than I could ever dream of eating. Um, and I, I was thinking to myself, wow, like would it, what if I could like sell it to people or like, what if I could, it had to be a way to like do it. So I did a little research and I found that you could, um, and I found, and I was like, and there's like a local farmer's market by me. Um, and my mom like knew the woman who ran it. Um, like, what if I, I was like to my mom, I was like, what if I started selling baked goods at the Palisades farmer's market? And she was like, yeah, well, Carol's who's the woman who runs it is coming over on Sunday. Like, why don't you bake for her? And then be like, surprise, I want to bake at the farmer's market. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I was so I was like, the poor woman thinks she's coming over just for coffee and chats with my mom. And meanwhile, I like spring and I'm like, bake like four different things. And I'm like, ta-da, please let me sell at the farmer's market. Um, <laughs> and I, um, so, um, and she came over, tried these and she was like, Savannah made these. And my mom was like, yeah. And so then I like came out and it was like, please let me sell at the farmer's market. And she was like, totally, you don't, here are the three things you need to do. Um, and so it was really great. Um, and I found out then that you could get, that you can get this like license that lets you bake out of your house. At least it's in New York state. Actually, it's not true in New Jersey. So that was like part one. I still thought I was going to just like do that on the weekends for fun and that I would then at the same time like still keep working for my dad and try to figure out some other job or something um and then the other big thing that was really influential for me was I was reading through for work um I my dad was like interviewed a lot they were making this documentary about him um and he had all of these trans there were like all of these transcripts and my mom was having me read through a bunch of them and one of the things that he said because he was so he like also was like really self-directed, couldn't stand desk work and like was is very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, 
And he was sort of talking about that. Like he just knew he wasn't a person who could like work for other people. And like, that was okay. And he like knew he had to like go off on his own and like go start his thing, even though everyone told him he was like absolutely crazy to go, go to grad school and then go be a photographer. Everyone's like, no one's a photographer. Like, what are you talking about? And (laughs) he had this moment where he was at the moment where he was like, I can do this. And just like, was like, you know, like F you to everyone else. I'm going to go do this. Um, And it just like woke me up and I was like, F you, I'm going to do this baking company. Cause I remember I was texting, I like had, I was like, I'm going to go do this. Like, this is what I need to go do. Like, I'm so unhappy doing all this other stuff. Like this is what I need to go to. And I remember texting a friend and I was like, I'm going to go start my own baking company. I'm going to turn this into a company. I'm going to start my own baking company. And she was like, Tina, you can't go start your own baking company. <laughs> this bad you didn't get the other job that you applied for. And I was like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to like grow this. And she was like, no, Savannah, you need to apply for a job. I was like, no, this is a job. And she was like, to get a real job, Savannah. And I was sort of like, no, like, no, I'm not. I don't have to get a real job. My dad says I don't have to get a real job. And then I think about like everyone in my family. And I realized that every family member I have, like from uncles and aunts to my brother, to my mom and my dad, everyone had their own company. Everyone started their own business. And I was like, why am I here applying for jobs? I'm not supposed to do this. It's crazy. So I was like, okay. So that was the moment when I sort of this is my like side project that I'm working on and me being like, this is my main project. Uh, I don't know. Based on my experience, a uh, work-life balance while running your own thing can be um, a little bit of a struggle because yeah. all, I mean, at least I know all I want to do all the time is um, whatever I'm doing for the blog and the podcast and everything. Yeah. Um, and so as you look to launch your, like, I cannot imagine, I know I spent probably like, 50, 60 hours a week over break, just working on all of this stuff. Cause it was exciting. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine not having school to like break that up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like, you know, decide, okay, this is enough for today. Like I can stop or how do you deal? With, yeah. How do you deal with the days that there are like, or you just can't get out of bed in the morning. Cause you're only accountable to yourself. Oh yeah, totally. So when I was actually getting insurance um, for my company, uh, the, for the farmer's market and whatnot, the woman who was doing the insurance was like, was asking me about my company and why I decided to start it. And, you know, it's like, and she was like, well, they always say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, which I maintain. So I would say work-life balance is kind of a laughable concept to me. Mm-hmm. Because on one hand, I'm always on vacation. And on the other hand, I'm never on vacation. Like I worked on Christmas Day. I made a cake that took me all this time to make. That was definitely my choice. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and so, you know, it, it, there's definitely advantages because I like can totally create my own schedule. And like, I, you know, on one hand, I like am not expect I can like decide I don't feel like doing this today, although not totally because I do have deadlines that I set for myself or like other things set for me, um, like taxes. Uh, but um, at the same time, it's also, yeah, you know, you, you definitely it's definitely hard because you feel like you never have time off. I definitely felt like I, 
on like January 2nd when everyone has like coming back to work after like vacation that I was like, I'm so ready for a vacation because I felt like I'd worked on stop through the holiday season because like the holiday season is a very big time for a baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it, you know, but it was at the same time, it's like I'm doing what I love. And so that I think is definitely what gets me out of bed in the day is that in the end of the day, like baking is really like, it was, it's been my hobby for so long, like the summer before I started college, I, um, when I was the first summer I'd ever, um, ne- didn't have homework or didn't do like summer school, like things, or I wasn't at camp. It was like the first summer where I was like totally left a hundred percent to my own devices. And what I did every single day was bake. Like that was just like the thing that I just like turned to when I just like didn't have anything else I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I still think that that's in some ways very much true. Obviously baking, a company is like a bit different than just like sort of baking for myself but um it's still the thing that in some ways I find totally relaxing um and it brings me such great pleasure that it's still like it's true that in some ways I feel like I never work a day in my life because in some ways it's exactly what I want to be you know if I'm like I even said to someone if I'm not like hanging out with someone or watching tv because I'm exhausted I'm usually baking or doing something for the blog or photograph you know there's just like so many different hats I wear that there's like a lot of different stuff but I'm usually always working on it so this thing I definitely feel you with the like crazy amounts of time but um it's also like it's like my baby and it's like what I love um and so yeah I guess work-life balance isn't really a thing but it's also feel happier than ever doing it so I guess that's what counts right (laughs) (laughs) definitely that's absolutely where I am um do you have any advice for people who are like in their fourth year in every internship like me this is this is do you have advice for me Um, (laughs) (laughs) who every internship they look at and they're like I would infinitely rather be doing like my own project um yeah would start their own business uh, like should they like why not wait a couple years like why start absolutely right now and what would you say to someone who's considering that um I would say um I mean I would definitely say to to someone who is in that position which sounds so much like myself that you should definitely just go do it I think that I mean, I think that like, you know, on one hand, it's certainly never too late. And if you feel like there's definitely something to be learned or there's like an experience that's worthwhile out of doing an internship instead of like starting your own project or getting a job for a few years and waiting to start your own project. um, You mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But I mean, for me, it would have been doing that at the cost of my own happiness. Um, And I definitely don't think, I think that like happiness is sort of above everything else more worthwhile. Um, I think that, and so that really, you should really just follow your passion and your dream and, you know, why wait if like, you know, obviously I think the thing about starting your business is it's sort of like taking a gamble, right? So you're sort of like, okay, like I know I'm making no money right now and every society is telling me that success equals money and that that's what is really most important. Um, and that that's what you should be striving towards. But if you're sort of at this moment, like, okay, like I'm not going to be making any money, but I'm going to be doing something that I'm really passionate about. That makes me really happy. 
Um, and you're going to like, and so then you, that, you know, you're kind of exchanging money for happiness at that point. But I think that the other great thing about starting your business is, you know, you obviously it's a gamble, but you never know it's going to go. Maybe you're going to make even more money than you would have when you were doing this job that you were on this track towards because you took that internship or like, maybe you'll be like, you know, like, I think that it's one of the things about like starting your own company is you just sort of like, you don't know where it's going to go. And it's like a really, it's kind of scary because you have this like, don't have this clear path that you sort of feel like you're kind of expected to have. But at the same time, I think that the like chances for success are almost even greater than they would be on the like planned track, because that's, I guess the sort of gamble that you have to be willing to take. But I think if you have a passion and you feel like you really could go do this, I totally think it's worthwhile. I think that people always often get like, you hear so much about people who go into like banking particularly um, or consulting who are like, I'm going to go do this for five years, take a ton of money, make a ton of money and then go do something else. And then they never leave. They like feel totally stuck in that track. um, And they feel like they like can't get out or they like the money too much or like who knows what it is. But I think that like, once you get sort of set on a path, then it's sort of like, it's sort of how I felt about grad school where I felt like I was sort of set on this path and that was the trajectory I was supposed to go on. Um, and pulling myself out at the last minute was definitely hard. Um, and it definitely took a lot of thought. Um, and it was it certainly wasn't an easy choice. And so I think that, that, you know, if I think that I guess that's the advantage to not waiting is that you don't get sort of set on this path that you're like not thrilled about because it's easier. Um, and definitely starting your company, your own company is not the easy choice. But it's also could be the right choice, um, could not be the right choice. But I think that the important thing is sort of a passion and a feeling like this idea that like you can do this and like don't let the haters, so to speak, tell you that you can't or it's not real or it's like not a job or that you shouldn't do it. Because like, you know, like, like, like think about Mark Zuckerberg, who like dropped out of college and created Facebook. Now, obviously, Seven Bakers Lane is not Facebook, but... <laughs> Um, but like, Hey, like people who thought he was like absolutely crazy. So I think that the people who like actually achieve the most success are always the ones who are doing something like off the beaten path that are like totally different than what they're expected to be doing. And I think that that's something to be celebrated instead of something to be like looked down on. So I guess that would be my advice of like, follow your dream. So then the last question that we ask, um, all of our guests is, um, how did you live your 25th hour lifestyle this week? I mean, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure um, you live it constantly, but your 25th hour lifestyle is the moment in your week um, or recently that you felt that despite all the things in your life you're trying to balance, um, you not only had it controlled, but you were like under control, but you were by far living your best life, kicking butt um, left and right. Yeah. I actually like totally had this moment um, on Friday, this past Friday, when I did this pop-up at Old New York Farms, this distillery up in Hudson, New York. Um, I like had this day where I like woke up and I like, like today is going to be a great day. Um, And it like totally was. I like, was like, I mean, like what I like, what um, it was sort of a really busy day. And like my, it was my mom and my best friend were going to come and they were supporting me and they like came with, they like helped me out and they, they like helped me like set up and do all this stuff. And Hudson is like for, is like about two hours North of where I live. So it was definitely a bit of a trek. It wasn't like, Oh, we're just going to like pop by. Um, and um, so that it was really nice for that. They were coming to support me and, um, and we like went and we like, I like 
made and my I decided I was like the, this was the first time I was ever selling full size cakes was at this event because I made this like bourbon chocolate pecan cake like specifically for this event with the like distilleries bourbon. Um, and we like it was a big tasting event and within five minutes of like oh, I hadn't even finished setting up the table and someone was like how much is it for the whole cake and I like sold an entire cake in like under five minutes and we were all like our jaws all just dropped because I was just like. It was, it was just so great. My We were like worried that like that cake wasn't going to sell and we were going to give it to the distillery as like a thank you for being nice for having and like inviting me. And it was like really cool that I was doing this pop up. And it was just like, but it was like, no, that wasn't even a problem. I sold the cake in five minutes. It was just like the entire cake. Um, and so that was like, I felt like really on top of it then. And I like, you know, and it was sort of like, and then I just like did really well that whole evening. And this woman who was like an executive chef was they, all these people kept asking me if I did weddings, which was like not a question I'd been asked before. Um, and I was like, that's, I feel like a very high praise when someone wants you to cater their wedding, their wedding cake, you know, like that's a big deal. And this one, I was like, I don't, you know, I, I, I was sort of like, I don't know. I I've been at my childhood best friend growing up is actually getting married and she's asked me to cater the desserts at her wedding. So when, so I was like, Oh, you know, like I haven't before, but I'm planning on doing this one. So like, yes, soon. Anyways. And this woman was like, if you can, she like pointed to the cake, the, like the other bourbon chocolate pecan cake that was not had already been sold and was like, if you can make this cake, then you can do weddings and like, you can make a wedding cake. And like, I'm an, and I'm an executive chef. And I was like, Oh my God. So um, I, and the response from this event was just like super pop, super, um, positive, but I think it was just like this combination of like, and getting like incredible feedback and like having like my mom and my best friend like there to support me. And I felt like it was just sort of that like total, like, I don't know. I felt like totally like all of my hard work was like totally paying off that like, I was doing, I was doing what I was meant to be doing. Everyone's like, if you, they're all like, you're so talented. I can't believe you've been doing this for only a little, like a month and a half. And like, you know, like I felt like really happy with my like relationships because like I had such incredible friends who were there to support me. And I had all these other friends who were like hoping to go and it was just like a little too far. And I don't know. And it was just like, so this was the first time I was doing an event of this type and it really felt like the business was growing and expanding. And I like practically almost sold out, which was like a really big deal. And it was just really great. All So I definitely feel like that was like that moment where I was like living my best life where I was like, this is, I feel like this is it. Like, this is what I've been working towards. So it was really great. We hope you enjoyed our show today. Thanks again to Savannah for sharing her story. If you want to hear more incredible stories from women just like you, please subscribe to Get This Girl a Job. Tune in next week for Katie's interview with the incredible Stephanie Bramer about how she switched paths in college and became an associate buyer at Von Maher. Now a request for you. Katie and I want to answer all your questions about college, internships, and other professional opportunities. Just follow the link in the description below. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.